In class yesterday, I asked my students where individuals are getting their news from. Well, guess what? No one is tuning in under the age of 55 to the mass media. No one's looking at the newspapers because, quite honestly, they don't exist anymore. They are getting it from social media networks. But there's a problem with social media networks. There is nothing but fear pornography. If you listen to every single person talk, it's going to sound like the entire world's about to end. Like the Democrats are going to take over the entire world with an evil agenda. Klaus Schwab himself is going to come to your house, take away all your food, and the 5G towers are going to turn on and you're all going to be turned into zombies immediately. We got to put it down. We got to put things in perspective. In fact, there's a message in the Bible. Do not be afraid. In fact, it appears 365 times. Whether you're a person of faith or not, I think that message should ring true for everybody. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they do. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network, as always. Go to americaoutloud.news where you can check out all my colleagues' work as well as the 24-7 Talk Radio app available on all of your favorite devices or you can find us on anywhere you get your podcast. Let's get straight into it. We're talking fear. Why are we talking fear? Because I woke up yesterday morning and I hopped onto the social media networks for the first time in almost three days. I took the weekend off, had a nice time with my family over the weekend for the Labor Day. I was on very seldomly between that. But when I got on, I was barraged with nothing but fear post. I had messages with fear all over it. And it caused me to think about what people are consuming right now, as well as where people are getting their messaging from. You've heard me say already, People are very misguided. Perhaps even my listener might be misguided at times by those that you are following. How do you know that you're being misled? Well, that gets to be a little bit more tricky. Why? Because there's always the people that would say, well, you're not going to find this on the mainstream news. And the sad part is they're partially correct in that statement, which muddies the water ever so much more. But when it gets down to fear, like somebody telling you that, you know, there's going to be a pulse and they're going to activate the mRNA jabs in people's bodies with the 5G networks using 18 gigahertz, my brain just explodes with disbelief that so many people are sharing this. See, a 5G network operates at a standard frequency, about 3 gigahertz all the way up to about 7.9 gigahertz. Why do I know this? Because I teach this for a living, right? Now you can get into upper band frequencies and get into all these other uh, different types of uh, what comes next, 6G, 7G and all that. But if you're talking about what is in people's homes with 5G, what's being installed on the towers, no. That is not a possibility right now to be able to push out. Also, 5G, it's a very strong signal 
but it does not travel very well, which means you would have to boost it in order to get it to travel a large distance. And that's not going to happen either. That takes a ton of energy. So there's people out there that are making money off of your fear. Now, why is that so successful? Well, think back to when you were a child, right? What were you afraid of as a small child? For me, I used to have a nightmare that was a uh, wolf that lived inside my closet. And this is kind of a funny story, but I'll share it with y'all. So this wolf lived inside my closet. And I remember in my dream, I would wake up and I'd go to use the bathroom. When I flushed the toilet, I'd come out of the bathroom and I'd look left and I'd look right to the right was the stairs and to the left, the wolf would be looking outside of my room, getting ready to chase me. I'd start running down the stairs and every time the wolf caught me and he'd bite me and I would feel that bite and I'd wake up petrified and scared, calling for my parents at the age of four or five. And this would continue until eventually I started to control my dreams. And eventually, first time I tried to control it, I slowed down and I kind of froze in the air as the wolf got to me anyway, until eventually I was able to get past it. I was able to get past it because I looked into the closet. I looked at the fears. I looked at the irrationality, flushing the toilet and for whatever reason, why this wolf was coming to get me. And eventually that fear started to go away. Now, if I were to bring a bag into the room right now with you, my listener, what would be in the bag? If I was holding something that you were truly afraid of for some people, maybe that is a tarantula for other individuals. Maybe it is a snake. Maybe it's a mouse. Maybe some people are afraid of dogs. Maybe I'm holding a dog up in a large bag, whatever this is, we all struggle with fear at some point in our lives. We all have that moment that we're lying in bed as a small child. And we've been afraid of the shadows on the walls. We thought there were monsters underneath our bed. And we just remember being afraid of the unknown in the dark. Well, on social media and the people that we follow, guess what? We are afraid of the dark because there is darkness all around us. There's darkness on social media sites. There are provocateurs right now that are cashing in off of your fear. Whether it's cashing in off your fears of vaccines, cashing in off your fears of Joe Biden, cashing off your fears of Donald Trump, it doesn't matter if you're on the left or you're on the right. There are people that are making an absolute mint off of you, and they don't care about you. They don't have your best interest at heart. They just know that another paycheck's going to be coming their way. And with the monetization of platforms like Twitter and YouTube, and rumble people get even more incentivized to continue the lie to continue the fear pushing it down now that does not mean that there are not bad things that exist in this world that does not mean that there isn't some truth to what is being told but if we go back to that bible verse if we go back to the 365 times that we hear the words do not be afraid then all of a sudden if you are somebody who is a person of faith you should be comforted to know that if i'm afraid of this it's wrong that it's something that i should be able to approach not with fear but with love and compassion and understanding. So that way you're not paralyzed by that fear. You're not jumping down the stairs and the wolf's not coming to get you anyway. See, today I've chosen to be a sheepdog. The wolf no longer bothers me. If I'm in a room with a wolf, the wolf should be scared of me. I am not fearful 
of what is around the corner when I leave that room. I'm not worried about what may follow me down the steps because I know that whatever does follow me, all will work out. So what are you all afraid of today? You know, fear is a very real, it's a very powerful emotion. It can cause us to do some absolutely crazy things in our life, right? We have people that get OCD because of fears. We have people that become agoraphobic. They can't leave their home. And no amount of telling yourself that it's going to be okay seems to ever help people with that anxiety when it gets there. And I've been anxious before. I understand where that comes from. But if we learn that it really wasn't that bad, that's where it begins to end. So maybe today you're listening to this podcast and maybe you're thinking about your future. Maybe you got bad news recently with your health. Maybe you know that somebody close to you may not be around. Maybe you're concerned about death yourself or someone you love that's going to die. But we're all going to die, aren't we? Maybe it's what others are thinking about you right now. Maybe you're concerned about the outward appearance and that people aren't seeing the inner you. Maybe you're hoping or maybe you're thinking that someone's going to find out that you're ashamed of something. Maybe you're afraid to love. Maybe you're afraid that you could disappoint someone. Maybe you're just afraid of being afraid. And so you turn to social media. You turn to these areas where people are going to tell you what you need to know. You gotta love that phrase, right? What you need to know. How do they know what you need to know? You need to know whatever it is that you feel you're in charge of knowing, not what somebody else is telling you. And so when all of a sudden, all we see is violent videos. We see crime going on in the city, or we see the uh, cops shooting at somebody and the next Black Lives Matter thing going on, or we see people fighting over January 6th and the sentencings, or we see Donald Trump being uh, found possibly guilty in the future. Maybe there's a lot of fear that's going on about what type of control there is in the world. But see, that list goes on and on. What I want you guys to do I want you to think about what your greatest fear is right now regarding politics, what your greatest fear is regarding your love, what your greatest fear is regarding your career, what your greatest fear is that's holding you back from being the best you that you can be. I think that if we could get into a room, I could share a few of my fears with my listeners. I have a fear at times that when I crack open this microphone, my fear is I won't be giving you something that's worth your time. So I guess you could say at times I have a fear. I could be inadequate to my listener. I have a fear that maybe I'm not enough. And yet I know that I am. Do those two fears sound anything like something that you carry with you each and every single day? I bet they do. I bet that we probably have a lot of fears that are very much in the same place. See, because fear is real and fear makes us feel like everything could be life and death. We worry that we're constantly going to be stuck inside this danger and we're never going to get out. Perhaps even talking about fear today on the show, even talking about social media and the lack of news and the way things are going. Maybe when you wake up and you start reading these things, your palms get sweaty. Maybe your stomach gets all upset. Maybe every single fiber of your being begins to become alert. 
See, we all are going to respond to those fears in a different way. We're all going to have to respond in a way that's appropriate for us. Maybe that looks like we start fighting, fighting against people that we love, fighting against friends, fighting against family until we've destroyed everything. Maybe it means we become paralyzed from our fear. and We cannot do anything else. Perhaps it means that we run. We run away from the people that we love. We run away from the things that are hurting us and we fail to address them head on because fear can be paralyzing. Fear can be very difficult to think about when you're truly afraid. You don't want to face it. I remember when I was a child, maybe I was about like 12 years old and I went to this uh, amusement park in Wildwood. As I turned the corner, a person started a chainsaw. I was convinced this person was about to kill me. I went running all the way back out the entrance. I wasn't thinking about fear. I was thinking about survival at that moment. So what is it that you're surviving right now? Are you surviving the headlines of Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Are you surviving the Lahaina fires, wildfires, and worried about did the government do something to people? Are you still worried about COVID and masking and what's getting ready to come around the corner? Because if you're worried about all that, I want you to think about those 365 times that we hear in the Bible, do not be afraid, do not fear. Now, perhaps you don't follow the Bible. Perhaps you don't have faith in any way, shape, or form, but your faith is in humans themselves and in yourself. Perhaps you're an atheist. Well, guess what? You will still find sources that strengthen you. You will still find presence around you that gives you strength. And you still know at your heart, at your core, that fear is not where we should live. See, we're all going to die. We're all going to have painful things that happen in our life. And it's going to help give us perspective on all the good things that happen in the future. So I say, fear not, because we're all in this together. You know, when the Bible would say, fear not, I am with you. But I would say, fear not, because we're all having a human experience. So if you find yourself overwhelmed by the headlines, ask yourself, is this person cashing in on my fears? Is this person somebody who is making an absolute fortune off of spreading this? Because we saw that in the Bible too, right? We saw false idols. And right now we have false idols in the media. We have false idols on Twitter. People that have a million followers that are hanging on to every word, 80 million impressions. And it's got to make you question, why are you seeing what you're seeing? And is everything that's a conspiracy true? right? I don't think that this fear, I don't think that everything's going on is helpful to any of us. How do we break it? Well, that's a larger conversation. It's a larger conversation because news journalism is largely dead. It's dead because it's, it's just not happening. People have lost the critical thought process and people don't value true journalism anymore. What people value is the gossip journalism, the tabloid journalism. I mean, Look at what's about to air later tonight, or depending when you listen to this on Wednesday, maybe it has aired. Tucker Carlson is doing an entire segment on somebody who claims that they slept with Barack Obama in 1999. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to know when you're looking at tabloid news media? I think you probably found it. You probably found it. You know, Tucker had great interviews up until now. Even the Portnoy Barstool Sports interview was actually very good just a few days ago. But now... We're talking about who Barack Obama is sleeping with. And I just want to know, why does it matter? 
why did Tucker go down this road other than he knows he's going to get another 80 million, 100 million uh, views, and it's going to turn into another $100,000 in his pocket, and you're going to help pay him as you share it, and you continue the gossip, and you continue the spread, this misinformation or fear, because things are going to be uncollaborated on those stories. Maybe they'll get collaborated in the future, but be careful what you're spreading to create fear for somebody else, whether it's COVID information, whether it's about Trump, whether it's about Biden, whether it's about your least favorite congressperson, be careful how you spread things. Are you doing it responsibly? Why are you doing it? Are you doing it for follows? Or are you doing it because you truly care about somebody and you believe that this is the truth? That's why I like my show. I love the ability to interview people and find out whether or not they're telling the truth. So I'm putting somebody on my radar. Apparently he's been on the network at some point in time. So I'm trying to get him on the show. Tom Callender. He's an attorney. Tom Callender says that 5G is going to turn in. It's what I was referencing earlier, but 5G is going to turn on and it's going to turn everybody basically into zombies. That when this happens, anyone who got an mRNA shot, they're all turning into zombies. That there's hidden lipid proteins in this. And so those people are all in big trouble. I want to talk to Tom. How does an attorney become the person that has that information? How does an attorney find that it's the responsible thing to do to start telling everybody this? Where's the work cited out of any of it before everybody gets up in arms in fear? On the second half of the show, I'm going to talk about the January 6th sentencings and the things that I'm taking away from that as well and why I believe I'm kind of shocked at the sentencings. I think they're too long. I'm going to tell you why. And it's probably a different take than what you're hearing on other shows. All right, everybody, you're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. I'll be right back. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Copix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, 
ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Welcome back, Bold Americans. You're listening to the second half of the show here. We're going to get into January 6th and the sentencings that come out. I'm going to have a little bit of a different perspective on this than perhaps what you're hearing on other shows. The reason why I'm talking about this today, you probably saw that the Proud Boys, Enrique Tario, he got 22 years serving in prison, which is the longest January 6th sentence yet. He wasn't even there. But the prosecutor said he was a general for what went down. He wasn't a soldier. So therefore, it was a serious sentence. Just last week, you have Joe Biggs. He was sentenced to 17 years. Zach Rao was sentenced to 15 years. And Ethan Nordin sentenced to 18 years. And the Proud Boys' Dominic Pozzola was found not guilty of the top charge of seditious conspiracy. But he was sentenced to 10 years from the other charges. I have a problem with the sentencings. And this is going to likely draw the ire of many individuals, what I'm about to say. This is not going to be popular among the Democrats, what I'm about to say. This is an inconvenient truth for people who claim that they love the country, but they're not practicing it in theory. This is an inconvenient truth for people to say that the Constitution is important to them, but yet they're looking the other way. This is an important statement that I'm going to make for people that say, yeah, the Declaration of Independence was so important because that started where our rights come from. But yet they want to ignore the Declaration of Independence when it doesn't apply. Just they want to ignore parts of the Constitution when they don't feel it should apply anymore because we've evolved from that. See, the Declaration of Independence says that we have the rights to overthrow the government record scratch moment. Did I just go there? Yes, I did. See, I, I'm curious about this idea about the right to revolt. I want to ask people, do we actually have a right to overthrow our own government? Because if I look at January 6th and what they're claiming has gone on, and I hear what the people are saying, well, the president told us that this was what we needed to do because it was an election that was tyrannical. It was an election that things weren't being uh, you know, followed. Well, then I got to look at what the Declaration of Independence and the preamble says. It says that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends... It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. When does that actually apply? See, wasn't it Thomas Jefferson that felt that his most famous, maybe his perhaps most eloquent words that he ever said? 
Was it was the people's right to dissolve the political bands which tie them together? Thomas Jefferson wrote that. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's gods entitled them, a decent respect of the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. So we go even further before we ever got to why people have a right to be governed the proper way. So not just it's the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, but also to institute a new government. So my question is this, and I think it's a valid question. I'm not calling for the overthrowing of government for the record before anybody puts any words into my mouth. I'm curious, why wasn't that a valid defense? Why wasn't that a valid defense on January 6th? If this is truly an insurrection, if this is truly a moment where they thought that it was a coup, government was being overthrown, if it is the right of the people to do so, is the right of people to overthrow, then how come that's not a defense? Simply asking the question. If a government is not securing your rights, your right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness then the declaration says we have a duty to alter or abolish it. Is that because the election isn't part of our life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Because some people would say that is part of your liberty and the pursuit of happiness, that if your vote is taken, your vote is stolen, then you have a duty to stand up. And there were people that would stand up during that time. In fact, I believe the Oath Keepers, that was probably pretty close to what they viewed things as. You know, as a uh, constitutionalist, Constitution Party, I think they would say the exact same thing. The idea that people have a right to overthrow government goes all the way back to the Greeks and the Romans. Now, in modern society, we look at classical liberalism, which is individual rights and limited government. And that's all what I'm about. I am about the philosophy of classical liberalism. The revolt in the Declaration of Independence doesn't seem like you're allowed to do so because it's not an unlimited right. All right. It is, should only be done under extreme circumstances when a government has become destructive. One could make an argument that when Donald Trump stood up there, that he was saying that the government had become destructive. You could look at Russiagate. You could look at the Mueller investigation for all those times. You could look at the uh, Democrat National uh, Party uh, putting out the Steele dossier and what Hillary Clinton did. And you could say that this is a long train of abuses and usurpations. You could say that the revolution could be justified if that's what the people were going for. Instead, I think that the attorneys, they, they were like, well, sorry, uh, well, they didn't really mean to do this. Um, and they backed away. I'm just wondering if there's a lawyer out there, could that have been an interesting defense for these individuals? Because let's be honest. If... The election was truly stolen. Wouldn't you want patriots to stand up to try to restore the proper election? Wouldn't you want people that are going to want the Constitution to stand to serve the people? Not the people to be served by government? Well, actually, it's the government that's supposed to serve the people, I guess is the way I'm saying. But the government exists just to serve the people, not the other way around. So those people that are walking in, yeah, they're walking into their house. So if there's an abuse of power, isn't this the last resort when all else has failed? I'm just asking you, 
I'm looking at this from a different perspective, and I've been looking at this since day one. Since this thing first went down, I was like, you know what? I don't think this was an insurrection. Uh, I think that this is definitely some individuals got carried away and should definitely be serving some jail time. But I also didn't get a chance to see all of the trial. You know, I didn't want any of the trial, really. I don't know what testimony was given that led to a 22-year sentence against uh, Tario. I, I don't have claim to know exactly what he did. I don't know if he drew up some type of plan. He's like, we go in this door at midnight, boys. I don't know what he was saying. I have no idea. But I'm just wondering, are we actually able to exercise the Declaration of Independence and your rights to have a government based upon, you know, uh, getting around their, their tyrannical measures, if that were to happen? Or would all those people be jailed? Would all those people be persecuted? Who are the real patriots? Who watches the Watchmen right now? And that's a great phrase I used to love in the comic book. But it's the truth. I don't know what the answer to all that is. You know, we, 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 we separated from the monarch in order to get away from serious, long-standing, and many grievances from that government. But here we are now, where there are people that do not feel represented by this government. There are people that feel that this government has mocked them and turned their back to them. That is the reason why Donald Trump is so popular right now, despite having four different law cases in front of him. It's the reason why I think that you're seeing people like the Drudge Report coming out right now, publishing things saying, oh, the body language on Donald Trump, he shows that he lacks fight. They're putting that on the top thing, a mirror story. Wasn't the mirror like tabloid journalism at one point too, for the record? I think that's kind of funny as well. But yeah, you're, you're seeing the attack come from all angles and people see it. They see it, but they also see those that are spreading it with fear, right? Speaking of things that are true, that I wish people would actually pay attention to, all right, moving on from January 6th, again, I just want to ask that question why it wasn't a defense. Feel free to write to me at Real Greg Bolden. I'm curious about that. If those people really thought that this was, you know, a revolution that needed to happen, how come that's not a defense under the Declaration of Independence? And should they have had lesser sentences if that's how they felt? That's just my question of the day that I want to ask. Now, Talking about fear, talk about what really keeps me up at night. I've been talking about what's going on in the Ukraine and Russia and how we are really moving towards nuclear war. And I don't know what it is, but people seem to want to just ignore this entire thing. Look, number one, I don't think that every single person that shows up at these rallies that are Nazi rallies is a federal agent. I think that this is like just as bad as calling every person a grifter, every person a, a groomer that you disagree with, right? I don't think everybody's a fed. But I just want to know, when did it ever become okay in society to walk around openly as a Nazi? I'm just asking for my grandparents and my great-grandparents. Do you think it would be okay for my grandfather, right? If he were still alive at the age of probably, what would he be now? He'd be about 100, uh, be 100 years old this year. I think he was 1923 he was born. Actually, no, he was 1917. My grandmother was 1923. I had to think about that for a moment. So he'd be over 100 years old. But if he was still alive and he saw that there were Nazis walking in the street after he fought in World War II, do you think he'd be okay with that? Hell no, he would not. We got to normalize the punk rock attitude of kicking these a-holes to the curb. There's no place for Nazism. There really isn't. But on top of that, 
It brings me to the whole Ukraine. Do you remember Russia said that they were invading Ukraine because there were Nazis there? Well, according to some reports, it looks like there could be Nazis in the Ukraine and they're coming from the United States. What a twist. What an absolute twist. However, Russia media now, state media, which again is a propaganda arm, they're now saying that from a general theory of war uh, that it's an inevitable conclusion that eventually it will have to come to nuclear war. That the goals of Russia and the goals of the West are their survival and historical eternity of the state. And this means that in the name of this, all means of armed struggle available to them will be used, including such a tool as their nuclear weapons. And he says, I am sure that nuclear weapons will be used in this war inevitably. And from this, neither we nor the enemy have anywhere to go. Mutual destruction. That's what this Major General Alexander Vladimir Vrov, or however you say his last name, la 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 la. That's what he penned in his general theory of war. Now, you've heard people on my show say we're, we're marching towards a world war. We're marching towards a nuclear uh, problem here in the Ukraine and Russia. Meanwhile, we got lots of other problems going on. People aren't paying attention to what's happening with Taiwan. There's going to be a superconductor war. <laughs> Semi why did I say superconductor? Semiconductor war. That looks all but uh, a lock and go eventually here. I've gotten lots of reports from my military friends. I know where we are. I know where we're being deployed. People are, are going places. Very interesting, right? So I think that that's also a uh, something that we should be paying attention to right now, that we are not in a good spot. So when we talk about fear, control the things that you can, right? What is the... Uh, the serenity prayer that uh, people pray for um, grant me the strength to accept the things that I cannot change, right? The wisdom to know the difference, something along those lines. You guys know that one. Um, grant me the serenity. I'm thinking of this one on the, on the fly. I think it's to accept the things that I cannot change. Uh, the, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I think that's what it is. Well, that's what we need to look at right now. When we're looking at social media and things that we think are news, eh, let me accept the things I cannot change. Let me have the courage to call people out and change the things that I can when I think that they're lying to me. And let me have that wisdom to know the difference between who's telling me the truth and who is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Because ladies and gentlemen, I don't want you giving in to the wolf that's chasing you down the stairs. I want you to learn that when you flush that toilet, like me as a child, in case you didn't listen to the beginning of the podcast, you may want to go back or else this doesn't make any sense. But I want you to think when you turn around that corner, that wolf isn't going to get you because you can change things because you understand that the wolf is a figment of your imagination. Although it's real, although there's fears, there's things that chase you. It can't harm you. You're going to wake up and everything will be okay. And so be not afraid. Be not afraid. Please, everybody. Turn the temperature down a little bit more. Call for the wisdom to know the difference between truth and fiction. So very important right now. All right, everybody, I'll be back on Friday. As you may have noticed, I'm only going to three shows a week while I'm doing the whole teaching thing right now because uh, I needed to make sure that I'm really present for my students in the classroom. And five shows was really, uh, I did it for over a year. 
but it was a lot while teaching as well. And I want to make sure that I'm present with my students while also giving some great content for you guys as well. If you'd like to support the show, as you know, I don't get paid for this. So the way that I get paid is from people that basically subscribe to my show in a sense of you're supporting me. So you can go to buymeacoffee.com backslash bold America. If you go to that, you can easily buy me a cup of coffee. And then if you'd like to get some stuff for yourself, you might've heard, I got a lot of great places right now. They're helping to uh, support my listeners like revercoffeecompany.com. It's a Patriot family owned coffee company, fresh beans. They got lots of different blends. I personally like the old glory. That's the one that I like. Uh, there's also the Patriot blend and many others. And your entire order, if you put be bold at the checkout time, they give you 10% off your order. So you'll not only have a great cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into that listens to this show, but you get a discount for being a loyal listener to America Emboldened. For that, I'm grateful. And as always, make sure you go over to the America outloud.store where you can check out all of our sponsors for the network which helps keep the show on the network and bring you all the great programming for my colleagues as well as keep me up on all of the podcast networks that's all everybody i hope that i honored your time well and i'll be back again on friday as i do the weekly recap with chris michaels it's gonna be a good time you've been listening to america emboldened with greg bolden here on the america out loud network be bold, America.